Hello, and welcome to the Gen X Photography Podcast. This is Mario Piper. You're listening to the second episode. And in this episode, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about our generation and our relationship with the technology that we see today and the technology that we came out of and for some of us, like myself, are reaching back into. You know, uh, being part of Generation X, um, we, we aren't really talked about that much. <laughs> Although a lot of our, let's say our music from Nine Inch Nails to uh, the Smashing Pumpkins, Pearl Jam, these things, there are these uh, bands um, really have influenced a lot of the music today. But in general, our our uh, generation isn't really talked about that much, which is fine. We hear a lot about the boomers, and we hear a lot about the millennials. Um, and it's interesting thinking about just from what I've seen, whether online or just in you know my personal observation, what I've seen with their respective um, relationships between the analog or what we used to just call, (laughs) I don't know what we called it, you know, uh, cameras, photography, or music, or whatever. You know, their relationship with the analog world and the older generation's uh, relationship with the digital world. Uh, That uh, photography class that I took, uh, that I referenced last uh, week, at that class there was an older gentleman um, that I... You know, I've gotten into a number of conversations about photography with, and I recently saw him and told him about my recent foray into uh, film photography. And, uh, you know, he was kind of waxing poetic about it a little bit, but then he said, I'll never get back into, I'll never go back to, uh, to film. He loves digital photography. He has a, a nice DSLR. And he's, you know, a bit older than I am probably 35 years older. On the other hand, there are people who are much younger than me. I'm in my 40s. People that are in their teens. Uh, One's a young friend of our family. One's my niece. And they're both getting into film photography. And they, I don't know their exact motivations. The the young gentleman, he likes grainy photos. Um, I'd like to pick their brains a little bit and find out what what their motivations are for film photography. But it's just fascinating to see the the difference between the two generations. And with us, we kind of straddle both worlds. We grew up in an analog way. We grew up with cassettes, eight tracks, records, uh, Betamax, although I never really had one as, you know, in our, we didn't have one as a family, but I knew that there was the Betamax versus uh, VHS <laughs> uh, wars back in the early, late 70s, early 80s. But, um, uh, you know, as far as photography, we knew what 110 cameras were. We knew the, you know, the little, those little slim kind of, they look a little bit like the monolith in 2001 A Space Odyssey on their side. Um, we knew what those cameras were. We knew what Polaroids were. We knew what the little rotary film, you know, film di- disc film is. We know what APS is. Um, 
and of course we know what 35 millimeter is. I'm, I'm not familiar with 120, how to use 120. I'm not a medium format shooter or a large format shooter. Maybe someday I'll get into that, but right now I'm very satisfied with 35 millimeter. But uh, it's, it's interesting to, to know that we, we're aware of that world, but at the same time, we're very well aware of the digital world. We knew what downloading music on, on, you know, from the internet uh, is like. We knew what Napster was and uh, LimeWire and FrostWire and things like that. At the same time, we knew we know what digital photography is. Many of us had, or perhaps still have, digital cameras with compact flash cards or SD cards or XD cards, whatever. And you know, know all the settings and. Or if we if we just shoot with automatic, we know how to save those to our computer and 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 all of that. So it's it's quite fascinating that we kind of straddle uh, both worlds. Now, with that being said, I think I want to talk a little bit about how we uh, treat one another, uh, both as uh, film shooters and as digital shooters. Um, in the summer of 2019, when I first got into film photography, I was looking for some podcasts about film photography to see what I could learn. And one of the podcasts uh, that I was listening to, they were talking about digital shooters in a, a sort of a... They cast dispersions on, on digital shooters... And while I was, you know, excited to get into film photography, I still had a leg into the digital world. Um, and I just found it a little bit disconcerting that, you know, here this film community is supposed to be welcoming, and yet they're casting dispersions on digital shooters, claiming that digital shooters are just in it to be competitive with one another. Well, I know I wasn't. I, you know... I shared my photos, but so do film shooters. Um, and I wasn't into it because I wanted to be better than the other digital shooters. I, I was into photography because I love photography. I love capturing images. I just, I, I do. Uh, long exposure, nighttime photography, it trips my trigger, you know. Um, so it, I just thought, you know, we need to kind of, be welcoming to digital shooters and not treat them like, oh, you're, you know, you're, <laughs> you're still a digital shooter. We're real photographers. No, that's not the case. Every photographer is a photographer. It's just a tool that we're, that we're using. Um, and the other thing is, uh, as far as, uh, casting dispersions, not making fun of somebody because of their abilities. We've got to be aware that everybody is on a learning curve. Um, even me, I, or I should say especially me, I'm just starting to learn film photography. And I'm using the stuff that I learned from digital photography to actually help me with my film photography, such as what the numbers on the on uh, are surrounding the front element of the lens what that actually means what that what the f-stop represents aperture what 
it, what shutter speeds do to the quality of the photo and you know all those things it's if now it's pretty old hat to me but it took a little while to understand the relationship between shutter speed and uh, aperture and in the di digital world ISO with film you have to just deal with the film that you have in your camera and just play with the shutter speed and aperture but either in either case um, we're all on a learning curve so just be kind to one another and share what you learn doing so in a respectful way uh, as far as film photography, I, I talked a little bit about that tangibility. And there was one image that I was thinking of um, in particular. Um, it's a photo that I recently took. Uh, I took it on Ektar 100, Kodak Ektar 100, a really nice film. Very, very fine grain. Um, and I developed, an, I developed it at home. Well, so I, for, first of all, I guess I took it on a Minolta um, SRT 101 with a 50 mil lens. Uh, I believe I took it at f 1.4. That's the widest it's opened. It's a really beautiful lens. But anyways, I developed it at home. And there's a lot of photos that were from that role. And there's one photo of a dead leaf that's still on a, on a branch of a dormant bush out in our field um, and it has this I don't know people talk about a 3d pop and I wouldn't describe it at that but there is a dimensionality about it that is different than just a you know a boke a super creamy bokeh background it's different than that of course it does have that creaminess about it but it's almost as though the air surrounding that leaf is liquid. I don't know. There's something really <laughs> interesting about that photo. Um, if you uh, go to my Instagram page, I'm, uh, I'm uh, Mario Piper, just all one word, M-A-R-I-O-P-I-P-E-R. And I believe it's uh, a December 30th posting, the first picture uh, of that series is of an old abandoned abandoned house and the second picture is of that leaf uh that dead leaf and you might not be able to see it in on the instagram uh, uh feed because you know the way the pictures are but um it it's just i don't know it's got a really interesting quality it, again it looks like it that the leaf is suspended in a jelly or water or something like that not in air and I don't know if that's because it was shot on film, because film itself has, you know, it's an emulsion, or I don't know, I don't know. It, it was interesting when I developed it and then scanned it. I was like, wow, that is really cool. And that's the thing about film photography that I, I really like. It's unpredictable. Uh, I'll get into some of these uh, films that I'm shooting um, that have some unpredictable qualities about them that make film quite fascinating and quite fun. Yes, there's a lot of mistakes that I've made, but it's fun. It's really fun. Uh, but that'll be for a different time. That one photo, though, uh, 
it, there's nothing really spectacular about it, but just the quality of it. It's a, uh, and, and I'm not saying my photo quality is good. And that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm saying the film quality. It's, it, it, it again looks viscous. <laughs> this is the best way I could say it. it. It doesn't look like a a a photo. It looks like you're looking into some gel and there's this leaf that's on the surface or something like that. So anyways, just thought I'd share. All right. Well, uh, I do tend to ramble a lot and I'm sorry about that. I hope that that will improve over time, but I do tend to be that way. Um, if you continue to listen, I thank you sincerely from the bottom of my heart and, um, We'll see you next time or hear you next time. (laughs) Talk with you next time. Thanks a lot.